next on Fatherhood Fridays Season 2. And so we have we have to be engaged, we have to be in tune, we have to be updated on things. So the biggest mistake that I made with my son and daughter is that a lot of things that I was thinking about and doing, I was based on how I grew up, how I grew up in elementary school and things have changed. Don't let the, don't let that school tell you that we, that all they do is suspension and detention. That is an old model and that doesn't change behavior. It teaches you how to serve time. Okay, okay, okay. Fatherhood Friday, season two, episode 10, and action! Hey, thanks for tuning in. You're now listening to Fatherhood Fridays. This is Chalmer, as always, um, get, bringing it to you through the iPhone 8 Plus. Um, hope all is well this Friday afternoon. I know it's chilly and maybe even cold in some places, um, so I hope I bring uh, some sunlight and some sunshine as you listen to this episode today. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Still been a busy month for me in the month of December. Um, I believe, and I'm, I'm speaking that um, through provision, through prayer, uh, through believing in him, that he is going to take this podcast to new heights. And maybe... That's the reason why I'm going through so much this month. And it's nothing terribly bad, but it's just one thing after another. And I'm trying to keep a level head, not stress out, not get angry, not complain, not get bitter, um, but just be mature about it in the spirit. Be mature about it as a husband. Be mature about it as um, a father, as a man, um, brother, and so co-worker. And the list goes on and on. And um, hey, the things that I speak to you on this podcast, I, I can't speak them and then don't count myself. I got to walk the walk and talk the talk. And so, or talk the talk and walk the walk. I'm sorry. And um, so, these things are real to me. Uh, these episodes that I bring to you in one way shape or form they are real to me and uh, let me show you how real it is today parents out there fathers have have you been dreading this phone call hey mr blank we're calling today about your son or daughter 
and we seem to be having a few problems in the classroom. And we want to talk about it because your son or daughter team seems to think that these things are okay. Almost every parent has had that phone call, whether in elementary, middle school, high school, daycare, you name it. And so today's topic is my child is acting up in school Um, and I'm not exempt. (laughs) Being that I'm in doing a fatherhood Friday podcast doesn't mean I'm exempt from fatherhood or parenting issues. I go through them just like you. But I wanted to shed light today because what's the first thing that comes to your head when you get that phone call from the teacher or you get the phone call from the assistant principal or even the principal and it's not a good report what's the first thing that go to your head do you listen and digest do you do you overreact do you not react at all do you take the information and say call a mom because i'm at work what exactly do you do and what i'm finding in the school district is that a lot of times uh teachers and administration want dads more involved and so we got to take those phone calls (laughs) we can't let them go to voicemail we got to take those text messages and we're going to have to stop what we're doing in order to be there for our child to make them a better person um i've had um, a few phone calls uh this year from from my kids alone um and I took down a few pointers that may be able to help you today in what to do when, when your child is acting up in school. What, how are they acting up? What exactly are they doing that's causing them to get uh, the, the teacher to uh, make a phone call? What disciplinary practices are the teachers using? Are they doing the same thing they did to you when you were a child, making you sit in the corner, making you do, uh, can't go outside for recess or even worse, detention or in-school suspension or out-of-school suspension? What Has it changed a whole lot? Is it the same? How are we building character within the school? How are we partnering with the schools uh, to improve our child's uh, behavior. Um, because the old saying goes, if a kid doesn't know how to drive, we teach them. If a kid doesn't know how to ride their bike, we teach them. If a kid doesn't know how to swim, we teach them. If a kid doesn't know how to behave, we punish them. And why? I'm gonna let you guys sit on that for a moment. Why do we punish what sometimes a boy or girl does not know how to do or hasn't fully got there yet. And so today, there's a couple of things that I want you to look at because that's what I had to do in examining and investigating why my child is doing this. And the first thing I'm going to point out to you, relationship. Has your son or daughter made a connection with that teacher? Is the relationship there? Because your son or daughter, it's easy for them to to listen to someone that they see in their life constantly, dads or moms. But when they're going to a new school and this is a brand new person, 
they're just now getting to know it can be challenging and what is the what is the teacher doing to establish herself beyond just teaching academics how is she building a relationship what more does she know about your son or daughter that uh besides their grades or their academics does she know them personally and it doesn't have to be anything deep but just things that can connect beyond just the school setting um parents dads engagement we have to be there and it's not just dropping our kids off we got to be in those schools we got to ask these questions why because we are valuable too we have an influence as well and when a teacher sees that especially in a predominantly women driven um field you get a totally different response especially when they know that you're in that child's life and so we have we have to be engaged we have to be in tune we have to be updated on things so the biggest mistake that i made with my son and daughter is that a lot of things that I was thinking about and doing, I was based on how I grew up, how I grew up in elementary school and things have changed. Don't let the, don't let that school tell you that we, that all they do is suspension and detention. That is an old model and that doesn't change behavior. It teaches you how to serve time. You can, you can do all the right things in detention, in, in school suspension, and be the same person. Teaching, and this is coming from a person that actually worked in education for a little while. Behavior management is almost just as important as academics and education. What is the behavior management skills for that teacher? What do they do when a child, a kid, a teenager is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, such as talking or talking back, chewing gum? You know, I mean, you remember when you were a child, um, not doing their homework, goofing around, getting on other students' nerves, you know. What are their behavior management skills? There is so much more out there that we as dads have to be updated on and realize that if you don't start asking questions, your child will fall under the same uh, disciplinary, old school disciplinary practices as you did when you grew up 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. You'll look up and you got to take off of work. Why? Because they're constantly sending them home. They're constantly putting them in detention. And there are counselors. There are interventions. uh, MTSS. If anybody in education, you know what I'm talking about. RTI. Interventions that teachers are supposed to do prior to sending your child home. Prior to putting them in uh, detention. And so you need to ask about these things. RTI, MTSS are interventions on a tier one and tier two and tier three behavior that you can implement to help in your child's behavior 
to be able to function, not perfect, but be able to function successfully in a school setting. So what do we just talk about right now? We just talked about relationships between the teacher and the student. We just talked about fathers, how we got to be more engaged and show up to these parent conferences and not just show up to events like football and basketball and going to see Christmas lights. But sometimes we might have to be on the PTA. Sometimes we might have to have coffee with the principal. Um, Sometimes we got to ask questions like, what are your disciplinary practices? Um, Have you guys been keeping data of how many times they, uh, my son or daughter does this particular behavior before you decide to say they're ADD or they need to be in uh, special education services? All of that is supposed, if you're doing it right, all of that is supposed to come into play. And sure, I'm no expert. I'm no teacher, I'm I'm no principal, but I worked in the school system long enough. I worked under administration long enough to see the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it just to push your kid into a place that they may not necessarily need. And so, um, and also another thing to look at is when behavior is being shaped and molded and you know they're they're providing diff- different interventions in class it's going to take about 3 to 4 weeks before you see actual change think about how long it takes for you to change on something minor like i don't know stop smoking i don't know stop cussing so much or or binge eating think about how long it takes you It's the same thing for your child. It's going to take time and you have to have a lot of patience. You have to have uh, for the teacher and they have to understand. Okay. And so a lot of times when teachers call for behavior issues, your child is acting up. They often only show what they did. They don't, a lot of teachers, not all of them. So if a teacher, if you're listening it doesn't apply to everyone, but they only see what your child did. They don't see what led to them, the, the antecedent, and they don't see what happened after. It's called ABC effect. The antecedent, the behavior, and the reaction. And so you have to investigate and look at the whole enchilada. You know, because everything, if they're not doing it fairly, if they're not doing it equitably, everything can be subjective. And I I dealt with this with my own son. Uh, His particular teacher used to send home reports and we used to just look at them and it's just like, okay, all you're doing is reporting, but you're not telling the whole story. You're not telling the whole story of what led him to do it. You're not telling the whole story of what call what what happened before that. You're just saying, oh, he hit somebody in the face. Oh, he won't stop running. This is called investigation. You have to investigate and in investigating what goals are they building for your child in order for them to become 
the person that you would like to see in the classroom and the teacher because they're not going to be perfect but you want them to be consistent and so I'm, I'm just telling you what i know i'm not telling you not just shooting at the side of my hip i'm just telling you what i know um, also look at things that I, I mentioned MTSS and RTI also look at restorative practices also look at equity also look at inclusion also look at um, diversity fairness all of these things are new terms and new things that they're doing in the in some school systems to prevent suspension, to prevent your child from getting kicked out of school. The last thing, how well do you know your child? Some things the teacher is mentioning is actually the truth because they do it at home. And so you have to study your child in such a way that you know what they do and what they don't do. Some things that uh, my kids, teachers were reporting, I couldn't argue with them because they do it at the house. And so what I'm saying to you is, what are they already doing naturally? What are they already doing at home that when the teacher reports it, it, it doesn't surprise you because, oh yeah, uh, she does that to his brother all the time. Her brother all the time. Or, oh, yeah, he does that to his sister all the time or cousin or, you know, whatever the case may be. Neighbors, uh, kids on the block. And so when you are in tune with your kids, when you are in tune with um, the teachers, because every teacher starts at a different level some teachers are fresh out of college some teachers been teaching for 15 20 years some teachers went from high school to elementary back to middle school you you have to really study that teacher too and and meet that teacher where she's at because they can grow and they can evolve if if they are under the right person that can teach them because believe it or not, all teachers are being coached by um, another teacher. <laughs> believe it or not, all teachers are being coached by another teacher. They have a teacher coach there. They have an assistant principal there. They have a principal there that sits with them bi-weekly, once a month, and coaches them on things they see in the classroom and referrals that have their name on it. So do not fall for the okie doke. I'm giving you real in time intel so that you, dad, father, mother, whoever is listening, grandmother, grandfather, can be in tune. This is a person that has been in education. I'll say it a third time before I digress. And so, um, when you, when you get that dreadful phone call about your child, take a breather. Go back and listen to this episode and say to yourself, you know what? These are the things I'm going to look out for between a teacher. These are the things I'm going to look out for in knowing and studying uh, my child. How engaged am I? 
how long is it going to take for my child to create this new normal? And when we do that, then we're able to attack what they're saying at school with rationale, with logic, with discernment, with saying, okay, I see what you're saying. How can I partner with you? How, what, what practices are you doing in the classroom as far as behavior management skills as it pertains to my son or daughter? Man, we're wrapping it up um, for uh, season two, episode 10. My child is acting up and I'm speaking from a real perspective. I'm, <laughs> I don't disqualify myself because I have had a few phone calls myself, but we're all a work in progress, including our children. And so they have to be in an environment where they can flourish. As this episode ends, and if you're still listening, Today, I'm doing something different that I've, I haven't done since I started this show. Since you guys have been rocking with me and riding with me since July of this year, I'm releasing two episodes today. Two episodes on one Friday. So you getting that two for one deal. You getting that BOGO, except you're not buying anything. I'm just offering it to you for free because I love what I do and I'm, I'm here to bless and I'm here to, to bring a smile. I'm here to bring insight and awareness. So I'm dropping two episodes, two for one. So when you get done listening to this episode, go ahead, use the bathroom, put me on pause and then pick me right back up in your car as you're driving on your headphones with your iPhone on your laptop, on your your Bluetooth speaker. I don't know. Pick me back up and listen to the last episode. And I'm going to catch you again in 2020. And you'll know what I mean as you listen to the second episode. This has been another episode of Fatherhood Fridays. You guys take care. I'll talk to you soon.